Hey everybody, we got all forms of content going right now and we are going to be going live in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, live. What's up everybody? uh we are live I mean, i'm looking at every camera not just mine um how are y'all doing it's joe huxley here i am the content creator and the ceo official of broken clock media 2.0 and this is the first official episode of off the script with broken clock media 2.0 ceo official joe huxley how was that was that uh confusing it's an unscripted podcast so i take it that it probably is now it's funny how this pot this camera over here i'm pointing at was actually the worst one of the morning but now that we have gotten into the afternoon i'm having the same issues on this one here so it's interesting it's a lot going on over here but we're going to keep it going because i'm going to hope and pray that it works out for the best and perhaps i need to reconfigure some things but right now i say that we are just fine with what we have so uh, there's a lot that we want to get down and discuss today, and I just want to first let you guys know that as the sole member, CEO, and man of many hats of Broken Clock Media 2.0, I'm looking for additional employees, additional interns, and additional guests. If you have something that you would like to talk about that you're an expert in, if you have a hobby that you think that you would find very fun to speak about on our podcast, whether it's a professional hobby or a personal hobby, if you just want to speak about the current events, news media going on in today's society, comedy, uh, seriousness, drama, uh, reality, does not matter what it is. There is no script here. It's no structure, uh, but we are looking to do interviews. And I would like to interview some uh, influential guests that would like to hop on here and give us a boost in our views. So. Anybody that's looking to be interviewed to have a great discussion with somebody that knows quite a bit about every certain topic that is known to mankind. Um, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I, I do know quite a bit. Uh, I think that it would be fun to have you guys on here. So we would love to have you on the podcast. Just uh, email me at watchthis at brokenclockmedia.com. Again, watch this at brokenclockmedia.com. Put this uh, subject line as guest appearance exclamation point and then in the body of the email just give me your first and last name uh your facebook page if you don't mind or linkedin or instagram whichever social media page you have and a quick uh three to five sentence paragraph on what it is you think that you would bring to the table and talk about in a podcast what uh interesting topics you might be able to share some shed some light on with experience and uh, give me a reason as to why I should bring you on to our program and give you a platform to speak about what it is you want to speak about. And then I will do my due diligence and make sure that I am able to speak to you about it. If it's something I know nothing about, I'll find somebody that does and we'll make sure we get it done. But I'm taking any and all who want to give it a shot. So uh, please do not hesitate to send me an email and I will look at every option and I'll give everybody the correct amount of time they deserve if you deserve any at all it is so please give me a chance and i'll give you a chance that's what it's all about again this is off the script with broken clock media 2.0 we got a lot to talk about so let's jump on into it um 
real quick, um, as you guys know, whoa, a little bit zoomed in there. I am doing uh, a lot here at Broken Clock Media 2.0, and being a content creator is the first and primary goal for what it is that I want to do. I made the company because I wanted to invite other like-minded individuals to join me in content creation, podcasting, and things of that nature, uh, such as my original co-founder, Russell West. We had the Broken Clock Podcast, which was really ahead of its time. Um, it was a great podcast and it had a lot of good content that was never scripted. It was pretty much the same thing you have here, except we had me and him and then we would bring on guests. And for something we just started out, uh, in the basement of our rental house, um, it really took off and it, it means a lot and it's got a lot of, uh, good memories. Um, the audio version is still available on Spotify, but the video version was taken down due to a business disagreement between me and Russell, but I hope that he still has them because one day I would love to watch all of them again. So I hope that he can bring those up. Um, and I would love to have him back on the podcast or me to join his podcast at Four Star General Media. Um, I believe that's the name of his company. Either way, um, I wish him the best. So those were some fun times. Now, I have decided to take off the script and make it the official podcast of BrokenClockMedia.com. Um, what that means is there's no more clocked off. There's no more solo dolo with the CEO official. Uh, all of the other podcasts that I had and the ideas that I had that would just be me hosting the podcast and just having different topics and ideas, we're turning those into segments and we're making those just segments of the official podcast. There really needs to be only one podcast. I'm just confusing myself and others. Whoop, whoop, where are we at? We're at. I'm confusing myself and others. There we go. One, one, one. Just like I'm confusing my eyebrows right now. But I'm confusing myself and others by not having just a single podcast that represents the entire company as a whole. And so I've changed the empty broadcast. The BrokenClockMedia.com presents the next edition. 2.0 off the script podcast. It's unscripted. It's off the cuff. There's no structure to it. We are completely at the will of our creativity. And we are basically like a freestyle rap battle. Whatever we do, whatever we have, it all comes from the top of the dome. There's no written performances. There's no pre-written parts of the of this written down. Everything this happens about five minutes before we go live, we do a quick skim through the news and media, a quick skim through whatever's on my desk at the time, and then I go live and I just jump into it. So that's exactly how we're going to do this podcast. I find that to be the best form of content that you can get because it allows me not to be able to put an agenda and set forth an agenda. I have to go exactly with what it is that you're seeing and hearing. So right now we have the audio version only that is being uploaded on Spotify, but we also have the video uh, podcast that will be uploaded as well. Uh, we have multiple video takes being taken right now, and I'm interested to see which camera angle is going to be the best. We have my right side going right there. Uh, the trap and made it happen background dip and we have the broken clock of media two. Uh, that is the one right here. Yes, exactly. That's the one with the moving camera there. Um, both of those backdrops are owned by the BC media 2.0 trap and made it happen being a streetwear and apparel brand that is going to be in our store very soon. I have Courtney Nicole urban as the model for the trap pack fanny pack. And it is a very special designed fanny pack with a place for your phone and also a place for your real phone. 
place for your wallet, your keys, another place for your wallet and keys, and a new place for your wallet and keys with hidden pockets spread out throughout. It's smell proof and is able to pass through an actual body scan undetected. And it's a fanny pack though, I'm telling you. It's it's actually like it's like a Gucci bag pack on your ass or your fanny or the front end, whatever however you want to wear it. Uh it's for women and men. It has like a thousand pockets in the bitch. It's fucking awesome. And uh, you can get through a police pat down and they'll never know that you even have the trap pack on if you wear it the right way. Um, that's the goal, at least. We're still in the proto, uh, prototype <laughs> uh, phase of the fanny pack trap pack. But uh, when you see the model that I have for it, we're going to buy it regardless because she's absolutely stunningly beautiful. And she wears her trap pack and fanny pack like none have ever worn one before. So it's enough to make me buy at least 10 of them and I can't wait to release it uh, to the public because I know it's going to get a lot of views and it's going to get a lot of buys. Um, people are going to purchase it based upon the model alone and I can't wait to prove that to her once we get these pictures developed and we let everybody see exactly what she's working with and she's working with some goods. So the Trap Pack Fanny Pack is going to be part of the Trap and Made It Happen apparel line, TMIH, hashtag TMIH, where Trap and Made It Happen. If it wasn't for trapping, it never would have happened, whether it's the good or the bad. The bad being, I lost my job and I lost my mom, wife, kids, daughters, and everybody involved in my life because I was a trap and made a half a fool. And therefore, I will never make it again in life because I've stained my name and stained my resume for all time to come. There's nothing positive that came from trapping, and that is how it happened. Or... Man, trapping gave me the bling, gave me the zing zing, and they gave everybody around me a few things like watches, cars, bitches, and arrangements, and gave them new places, apartments, and condominium places. It gave faces the new grills, cheap thrills all around. We go from here to the Ville, St. Louisville, all the way up to KC, all the way down to the Bahamas, Meridians, the Caribbeans. Y'all gotta see and believe it. Trapping made it happen for me, it can happen for you. Do as I do, do as I say. Now, as I play. Hey, hey, yo, there's too many ways to do it, too many ways to flunk it, too many ways to whip it. But if you whip it right, you can get it right. Chap, I made it happen. So if it happens for me, it can happen for you. However, you want to look at it, it is completely up to you guys. Now, uh, for those who think trapping is something to do with drug dealing or the guy with the gun in the background, no, it has nothing to do with that, actually. Trapping stands for this taking risks and prospecting. Room. Taking risks and prospering. T-R-A-P. Taking risks and prospering stands for trapping or take risk and prosper stands for trap. Simple as that. And in order to take a risk, you have to put everything on the line. And that leads me into my next segment. I've been reading again for the fifth time, uh, the 50th law. The 50th law, it's by uh, my fucking mentor. Uh, sorry, it's not picking up on my camera here. Um, there we go. The 50th law, 50th law, there we go, 50th law by Robert Greene and 50 Cent, it is a uh, co-written, co-authored, Robert Greene is known as the 48 laws of power, this is the 50th law, which is the 48 laws of power plus two more, <laughs> there is something in here that I really wanted to read, for those that don't know, uh, this is truly what uh life is all about and what you should all be thinking because they take into account 
not just um, you know Robert Green's take, but they take in Fifty Cent's take on this, and we are able to get some real fucking information that is truthfully what everybody should be thinking like. So I I do my life based upon this book. Uh, I live my life based upon this book, and this is what I'm on right now. This is what entrepreneurship is all about. This is what you should be all about when it comes to being an entrepreneur yourself or when it comes to your day-to-day life. So uh, let's start from this. As uh, Look at people's deeds, not words. Sharpness. In war or any competitive game, you don't pay attention to people's good or bad intentions. They don't matter. It should be the same in the game of life. Everyone is playing to win, and some people will use moral justifications to advance their side. All you look at are people's maneuvers, their actions. In the past, what you might expect in the future. In this area, you are fiercely realistic. You understand that everyone is after power, and that to get it, we all occasionally manipulate and even deceive. That is human nature, and there is no shame in it. Now, you don't take people's maneuvers personally. You merely try to defend or advance yourself. As part of this approach, you must become a better observer of people. This cannot be done on the internet. It must be honed in personal interactions. You're trying to read people, see through them the best that you can. You come to understand, for instance, that a person who is too obviously friendly after too short a time is often up to no good. If they flatter you, it is generally out of envy. Behavior that stands out and seems excessive is a sign. Don't get caught up in people's grand gestures, in the public face they put on. Pay more attention to the details, to the little things they reveal in their day-to-day lives. Their decisions reveal a lot, and you can often discern a pattern if you look at them closely. In general, looking at people through the lens of your emotions will cloud what you see and make you misunderstand everything. What you want is a sharp eye towards your fellow humans, one that is piercing, objective, and non-judgmental. Non-judgmental. Reassess yourself. Detachment. Your increasing powers of observation must occasionally be aimed at yourself. Think of this as a ritual you will engage in every few weeks. A rigorous reassessment of who you are and where you are headed. Look at your most recent actions as if they were maneuvers of another person. Imagine how you could have done it all better. Avoided unnecessary battles or confronted people who stood in your way instead of running away from them. The goal here is not to beat up on yourself, but to have the capacity to adapt and change your behavior by moving closer to the reality. The end game of such an exercise is to cultivate the proper sense of detachment from yourself and from life. It is not that you want to feel this detachment at every moment. There are times that require you to act with heart and boldness, without doubts or self-distance. On many occasions, however, you need to be able to assess what is happening without your ego or emotions coloring your perceptions. Moving to a calm, detached inner position to observe events will become a habit and something you can rely on amid any crisis. At those moments in life when others lose their balance, you will find yours with relative ease. As a person who cannot easily ruffled by events, you will attract attention and power. Now, reversal of perspective. Reversal of perspective. The word realist often comes with some negative connotation, uh, connotations. Realists, according to... 
conventional wisdom can be practical to a fault. They often lack a feel for the finer, higher things in life. Taken too far, such types can be cynical, manipulative. Machiavellian. They stand in contrast to dreamers, people of high imaginations, who inspire us with their ideals or divert us with their fantastical creations. Now, this is a concept that comes from looking at the world through the lens of fear. It is time we reverse this perspective and see dreamers and realists in their true light. The dreamers, those who misread the actual state of affairs and act upon their emotions, are often the source of the greatest mistakes in history, the wars that are not thought out, the disasters that are not foreseen. Realists, on the other hand, are the real inventors and innovators. They are men and women of imaginative imagination, but their imagination is in close contact with the environment, with reality. They are empirical scientists, writers with a sharp understanding of human nature, or leaders who guide us thoughtfully through crisis. They are strong enough to see the world as it is, including their own personal inadequacies. Let us take this further. The real poetry and beauty in life comes from an intense relationship with reality and all its aspects. Realism is, in fact, the ideal we must aspire to, the highest point of human rationality. People who cling to their delusions find it difficult, if not impossible, to learn anything worth learning. A people under the necessity of creating themselves must examine everything and soak up learning the way the roots of a tree soak up water. James Baldwin. Chapter 2. Make everything your own. Self-reliance. When you work for others, you are at their mercy. They own your work. They own you. Your creative spirit is squandered. Squashed. What keeps you in such positions is a fear of having to sink or swim on your own. Instead, you should have a greater fear of what will happen to you if you remain dependent on others for power. Your goal in every maneuver in life must be ownership. Work in the corner for yourself. When it is yours, it is yours to lose. You are more motivated, more creative, more alive. The ultimate power in life is to be completely self-reliant. Completely yourself. That takes us into chapter 2 of the 50th Law. By Robert Greenman, 50 Cent. Again, um, everything in that was said so, so well. Um, something that you should do right now is ask yourself, where do you want to be in the next 10 years, next 20 years? Who do you want to be? What is what is your goals? What is your ambitions? And be real about it. Be realistic. In five years, where can you be? Face the facts on the last five years and what you've done. And ask yourself, was that a good use of those five years? What could you have done more, honestly? Where could you have done better? Now, with everything that's going on in your life, I want you to put an actual announcement. Write it down to yourself. Say, hey, I want to become an influencer, a cryptocurrency master, a day trader, a successful billionaire. <laughs> if it's realistic, write it down. If it's not, then get, get true with yourself. Be real. But I want you to think about the way he was saying. In day-to-day -day life, you're going to be basically approached by men and women of all aspects of life. Um, I know I am every single day. People often approach me and they they try to they woo me. Uh, they want to tell me about how fantastic my car is or what a great guy I am or how I do this, that, or the other. And they think that they can manipulate me into liking them and then I'm going to do them a favor or help them and hire them to my company. Something of that nature because they see that I'm obviously in a better financial position than themselves. 
Um, if you look at that, they all, all the people that I've let trick me in that way in the past have all fucked me over one way or another, whether it's financially speaking, whether it's an agreement for a business idea or a business partnership, or perhaps I financed one of their ideas and it just went downhill quick because all they were doing was a turn burn exit scam. Uh, either way, I learned quickly when somebody comes on and is too nice to you, there's probably a reason why they're being too nice. It's because they cannot be trusted. They're trying to get over on you one way or another. And I've learned that to be true time and time again. Same goes for anybody that comes in too gun-ho about anything. Now, if you're a realistic person and you want to hear me out, but you also want to take a step back and decide for yourself whether or not this is the best play for you and your family, that's somebody that I want to speak to. Now, if you're just off the whim, ready to go, all right, I agree, let's get it, let's go, let's go do this shooting down the road. No, nothing should be that easy. This is life we're talking about, life and death. We have one life for all we know, for all that we humans know. Now, no matter what argument you bring to the table, yes, I've had my own share of hallucinogenic experiences and I have my own beliefs. That doesn't mean that from an educated standpoint, what we do know for a fact is at this current moment, the only thing that we can guarantee is that for all that we know, we only have one life and this is it. So how do I want to use that life? Do I want to use it working for somebody else? Do I want to be a wage slave and be able to answer to somebody and question them and ask them for permission to do anything that I want in life? Or do I want to take the world by the fucking balls? Do I want to take my own balls and make sure that they're mine, they're there, they belong to me? And do I want to take this world for what it is and just a fucking playground and make it my bitch? Do you want to be the owner of your fucking life? Do you want your life to be in the power of someone else's hands? Do you want to be just a pawn in their game? I don't. I want to be the shot caller. I want to be the big baller. I want to be on 20-inch rims on my Impala. Well, I got 20-inch rims on the Infinity outside. Now, I want to be the man with the plan. I want the mansion in my name, not my brother's. I want the studio in my name. I want the entire broadcast under my name. Broken Clock Media 2.0. I am your CEO official, Joe Huxley, and this is the unscripted, off-the-script podcast that makes up Broken Clock Media 2.0. This is where you get off-the-clock shit. We aren't here on the clock trying to convince you to punch in again and become a hustle porn addict. No, I'm not Gary V. I'm here to tell it to you just the way that I see it. The way that I spit it is how I get it. I'm here to get money and make myself influential by being an influencer. I want to be a content creator of comedy, music, movies, uh, scripts, um, podcasts, broadcasts, series, whatever it is that I have to do. Whether it's journaling or whether it's blogging, I am down for creating content in any which way. And I am a content creator at heart. Now, I started Broken Clock Media 2.0 because I needed a company. And I felt the need for a branding company. Something that I can brand and I can make mine. And I can put my content under this umbrella. Because I don't want to just do my content. I want more than my content. I want your content too. And what I mean by that is digital marketing. I have been my entire life a marketer slash salesperson. I started initially in uh, business to consumer sales. They call it B2C. And that meant I sit on a, at a cubicle on a phone 
and it's uh, usually connected to a dialer. If not, uh, I had to dial the numbers myself from a stack of leads. And I sold Branson Vacations, the people that were at their house, unsuspecting a phone call. And there the phone rings. Uh, it's one of those home phones that you pick up off the wall. And uh, you hear it ringing or it's on the near the lamp or whatever. And you go answer it. Hello. And then here I am. And I'm here to sell you a fucking vacation on the phone. And I'm not going to let you hang up the phone without feeling guilt tripped about it. I'm going to continually, continually ambush you. Time and time again, you say hello. And I say, hey, Jenkins. I'm so glad you picked up today. They're going to say, do I know you? <laughs> of course you know me, man. We Stop playing around. I just got to thinking, when's the last time me and you took a trip to Branson? And you get them tricked or deceived or manipulated in some way or the other. And you go through your pitch and you promise them the world and you get them into a 90-minute timeshare presentation where they probably end up buying a timeshare because they ended up buying a vacation by some random stranger who called them on their home phone in the middle of the fucking evening, interrupted their dinner even, and the next thing they know, they're pulling out their wallet and they're reading off their credit card numbers. Now, if you can do that, you can do anything. I'm a firm believer. If I can make you buy a fucking Branson vacation, three days and two nights at the Stone Castle in Branson, Missouri, the beautiful Stone Castle, comes with breakfast each morning plus a $30 voucher to a restaurant of your choice. Some of the finest restaurants we have here in Branson, including Olive Garden. Also, there's a Buffalo joint that you definitely got to check out. But don't forget the Hay Goods. It's Christmas time and the fucking Christmas lights are magnificent. But Hay Goods put on a Christmas show that is to die for. I mean, if you're a fan of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and you're also a fan of Santa Claus and Christmas, I suggest you probably want to buy these tickets up because they're pretty much impossible to buy on the open market. If you don't buy them through a vacation package, through one of these unsuspecting uh, sales calls that you get, I know it seems a little random, but it just so happens that we had you on a list of VIP clients that have come to Branson in the past, who enjoy Branson, who would honestly fare pretty well at one of these VIP exclusive seatings. Uh, I think you would find that the Hey Goods Christmas performance is the best performance you'll ever see. And it's going to leave you wanting more Branson for the next five or 10 years. I will warn you of that. But it's a warning I'm willing to take. It's a, it's a side effect I'm willing to have because that's how good the show is. And I want you to experience that show for three days and two nights. I want you to experience a 90-day presentation to learn how you can make this Branson vacation getaway a getaway that you come to each and every year. And I want you to experience the Hey Goods Christmas Miracle. And if you give me the opportunity to let you experience that for this $199.99, I will do not only one vacation, but I'll throw in a second one at no cost where you can choose from 52 different cities across America, whether it's Myrtle Beach, whether it's the Grand Canyons, whether it's Washington, D.C., whether it's Hawaii, Australia, it doesn't matter. The, the choice is yours. And I know that you will make the right choice. And I'm going to do it. Actually, I said $199. i am in the spirit of giving. Let's do a flat $169. And if that's a Visa, MasterCard, America Express, or Discover, you can go ahead when you're ready. Okay, that's going to be a, a, a visa. It's 4321. <laughs> Trapping made it happen, man. I don't know what to tell you. That's what I used to do for a living. And I had to make about 300 plus phone calls a day for a six hour period. It'll make you want to go for real. It will. You'll lose your mind and it'll make you go uh, suicidal, homicidal. But 
you make pretty decent money if you're good at it and you're willing to continually stick to the script and continually bring them back to the script to the point of the conversation, which is to get that credit card. Now, that is a manipulative sales pitch. It's a manipulative sales tactic. You start throwing in good memories, you start bringing up great memories, you start making them feel the emotions and feel the, the air and smell the wind and smell the shows and smell the Dixie Stampede. It's not pleasant, but it's there. Or the Branson Showboat, Branson Bell, that big yacht on Table Rock Lake. Think of the fishing, think of everything. You get them into their mind about how they had a great time with their family and how they would love to spend more time with their family. If only they had a vacation resort to go to for three days and two nights. Maybe you can extend it for them, six days and five nights. The chances are you can do it to get them there, especially if they make over 50K annually as a couple. That's the sweet spot. That means they're qualified to become a timeshare owner. It's a fucked up game. Then we all started getting into business to consumer timeshare sales where we got people into timeshares. And now we're going to sell them a out, if you will, because these uh, timeshare contracts are so insane. They are so bad. They are literally just absolute fucking criminal. Um, they lock you in for 99 plus years. It's a lifetime contract that actually inherits no matter what, you don't get a say in it. If you're a son of a person with a timeshare and that timeshare owner dies, you inherit the timeshare and are now on the hook for those maintenance costs year in and year out. And it's anywhere from $800 to $1,200 or more sometimes, depending on where the timeshare is. And uh, they tell you, you can use it every year. You can go to different locations and trade it with other timeshare people. You can't hardly. You're lucky to use your own one that you have in Branson, let alone trade it for Myrtle Beach or go to somewhere like Hawaii. Who wants to trade Hawaii from Branson, Missouri? Let's be honest. Nobody. It doesn't happen. So you're left going to Branson every single year. Eventually, you start wondering, why the fuck am I coming to Branson? And you want out. But you're told that you're stuck in contract for the rest of your God-given life. And so are your kids. And so are your grandkids. And you've really fucked up because you put a financial burden on them that you had no idea that you were signing away. The good news is those folks that sold you a timeshare, they've now opened up a new LLC and they've started a completely new business where they've reinvented themselves after the SEC has stepped in and filed some charges against them for some insider trading done and some, uh, you know, yeah, some things that were a little maybe uh, under the radar that were not above board. Uh, so they got a slap on the wrist and they had to get out of the timeshare sales, but now they're under the timeshare resales. Uh, eh, what I mean to say is this. We're going to help you get out of your timeshare. You throw us 10 grand and think about it. You're going to spend 10 grand over the next 10 years. You're going to spend 20 grand over the next 20 years. You have a thousand dollar maintenance fee that you have to pay every year. Your kids are going to have to pay. Your grandkids are going to have to pay. It's going to total into the hundreds of thousands over your lifetime with all of your family. You can spend $10,000 today and let us take ownership of your timeshare. We'll buy it from you. We'll take you to the courts and have it dissolved by a lawyer or a judge that's able to do so with their gavelin. And it's over. You're out of it. It's done. Done deal. 10000 to us. You're walking free forever. It's a good deal. Think about it. So 20 years, you're going to spend 20000 plus. How much does it cost to actually go on vacation anymore? Jesus Christ. You're spending at least five grand every vacation. That 1000 is a walk in the park. 10000 that's an easy fucking decision to make, if you ask me. And I can save you and your kids and your grandkids a lot of heartache and a lot of fucking financial burden. I'd hate for them to have to have that, have to put that on them when they go through so much already. And the economy that you left them as a baby boomer, you really want to give them even more heartache? Come on, you don't want to do that. Neither do I. 
That's why I want to get them out. $10,000. I'll do it for eight if you just sign right now, and we'll get you out of this timeshare. Boom, bada bing, bada boom. Now I own the timeshare. I go resell it at my company that still sells timeshares, and we get the ball rolling over and over and over and over and over and over. Over and over. Now, you want to know a secret, guys, if you've been listening and you have a timeshare. This one's an exclusive drop right for you, and I hope you guys are really paying attention because it is going to save you some money. You want a timeshare and you want out. Those contracts are absolutely unholdable, meaning that you go to any court of law and you ask to dissolve this. You do not need a lawyer. No, you do not. You go into the front of the judge and you say, This Contract is bullshit. They cannot hold me to a lifetime contract and they cannot hold me to these 99 year terms. I would like you to dissolve this contract because it is unenforceable. It's as enforceable as an NDA or a non closure degree or a non uh, NDA or a non. What's it called? Whatever. Uh, it's as unenforceable as an NDA, though. And the judge is going to go, yes, this contract is void. It is not enforceable at all in any way, shape, or form. You are now cleared to go be free. And you only have to pay the court cost that it costs, which is under $1,000. And you're free to go. So basically, what we do is the not people that get you out of timeshares is we get you in to pay us ten grand at one of our little seminars. We take a thousand of that ten and we go and pay the court costs, which we at this point we have a fucking retainer lawyer who has a basic law degree that is able to do this. Just basically like just shift send it all in via mail, so we don't have to pay court costs. It's like a five hundred dollar fee total. Uh, we send these uh, contracts in and say that these need to be voided for unenforceable contract terms, and they get voided and the person's let off the hook. We get to keep basically $9,500 and you get to go home without the without your timeshare. Now, if you have a really pristine timeshare, it's in a primetime location that has a great, great, great sell rate. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it in the loop and start reselling that timeshare on our own website or Airbnb. We have different ways to make money <clears throat> depending on the situation. But the, the, the point is that these poor timeshare owners are getting fucked out of their money day in and day out. Whether it's buying a timeshare or ridding themselves of the fucking problem that timeshare brings, uh, there's no win for them. And I do feel sorry for them because there is no winning. Uh, that's just the way it is. But the point being is that is a form of sales that I did for time year after year. And it got me into what I consider to be the best career of my life, which is being a business development director and account executive for many great companies. I started out at Expedia as one of their main sales agents. Uh, going in, I was addicted to hard narcotics at the time, and nobody thought that I would be able to talk, let alone stay awake. And all the trainers pretty much wrote me off and said that I would be a failure and I would be kicked out of training if I even make it through training. But little did they know that this engine chucks. And I think I can, I think I can, I think I fucking will. And I got myself into office day in and day out. I made it to Expedia at the old airport in Springfield, Missouri. I got there for training and I was there every day on time. Somehow I made it on time within the last minute. And I did find myself late often, but I got in there. And when it came down time to crunch time, and they put us on the phones for real. 
I excelled and I had the highest sales closing rate of any agent on the phones. I had the most sales night in and night out. I led the leaderboard day in and day out. Um, nobody could beat me. I was number one each and every night. And that was on the night shift. Now, they even said to our surprise that uh, the number one sales king is going to Joe Huxley. He is captain sales. Somebody that we didn't think could even open his eyes has somehow outperformed every single one of you. Yes, I did. Don't let the narcotics fool you. I'm listening and I'm observing and I'm doing what the fuck I should be doing. Now, if you think that you can do that it's just as good as me, then I suggest you fucking try because I guarantee you can. You see, it takes a fucking skilled individual to be able to close their eyes, fall asleep, pull a credit card, and do it all over again. Especially when you're repeating the same script you went over just minutes before you got on the phone. Now, a lot of it has to do with my, uh, my uh, willingness to succeed, but a lot of it also has to do with the fact that in my life, I've been put into situations where you do or die, sink or swim. If you don't want to sink, you better learn to swim. You better learn quick. And even with my eyes closed, they always say it. I can do it with my eyes closed. Well, in this case, I can. Sales to me is something that I know. Marketing to me is something that I know. And so being an entrepreneur and owning my own is something that I want to be able to do and be able to succeed at. So you guys are seeing right now, right here, me start my own company and it is broken clock media 2.0 it's the next edition 2.0 uh upgrade and uh brokenclockmedia.com is my website so i'm going all in with the unscript off the script podcast it's the official podcast and i'm taking everything else away and i'm going all in with my digital marketing uh company broken clock media 2.0 offers a business to business and business to consumer sales course marketing course, and uh, we even do one-on-ones with our clients to help them through tutorials, classes, and developing a sales process. What I learned through many different other uh, lanes of business is I've taken Sandler training, I've done uh, the 10X program, I've done this, that, and the other. And I've learned that in order to make a sales process work, it has to be t uniquely tied to the business and the, in in the industry at hand. What works for me will not work for you in this instance. You know, a lot of these companies offer a cookie cutter, one size fits all sales program, sales process, whatever have you. The Sandler submarine works for everybody. No, it fucking doesn't. But you can get some good information out of that. Now, the 50 laws of power, that does work for entrepreneurs people who want to own, people who want to be their own leader and lead others, yes, that will work. That is not a cookie-cutter approach, though. In fact, they state in every single paragraph that you read in that individuality is the key to starting your own lesson. Now, how does me as an individual separate myself from my competition? It's easy. I separate myself because I am myself. I'm authentic. I'm true to form. I'm true to self. And I do not try to be somebody that I am not. What I try to be is a successful motivator. I try to motivate people to be the best that they can be. I want you to be successful because if you're not successful, then you're not living a happy life. I know when I'm dead down and broke, I am the most least happy person in the world. And I hate that. And I prefer to be happy, successful, fat, happy, successful, fat, repeat, Repeat, repeat. I like to get laid. I like having the beautiful blonde that sits uh, with the fanny pack on next to me and she just looks sexy as fuck and I get to fuck her whenever I want. I like having that near me. 
I like having that come to me. I like being attractable like that because that means that I'm doing something right. And what I'm doing right is living with a set of guidelines, living with a set of rules and a set of expectations that are not expectations to fail, but expectations to succeed. And expectations often lead to letdown because you cannot set expectations on anybody but yourself. I expect myself to get up every morning. I expect myself to shower every day. I expect myself to put on the best face that I can and get out and do it every single day, day in and day out. And I expect that I'm going to succeed by winning only if I expect to get everything done that I set out to do that day. Now, if I make a to-do list, oftentimes I put way too much on it. So that's when my realism, my realistic self has to step in and say, okay, I can definitely shower today. I can definitely uh, brush my teeth. I can definitely take care of my hygiene. I can definitely read a chapter of my book. I can definitely write a blog post. I can definitely do an episode of Off the Script. I can definitely up, update the website today. I can definitely make some sales calls and I can definitely work on my sales process. Stop right there because any more will be start to be digging into after hours. And if I'm not prepared to work after hours today, I need to ask myself, am I willing to give it all up for this? Yes, today I am, but tomorrow, maybe not so much. So make sure your expectations are realistic expectations, but never put expectations on other people, but yourself, because they will always let you down time and time again, expectations on women, friends, children, nieces, nephews, anybody. If you put an expectation on them, employees, for example, uh, whatever expectations you put on them, whether they're small expectations, limited expectations, or they're large expectations, they are meant to fail. That's what happens when you expect something of a tweaker-ass fucking maid that runs around here doing projects. What do you expect other than absolute insanity? That's what you get. But if you put yourself in, all in, 110%, you give it your all knowing that you're doing everything you can to help to set individual and if that individual chooses not to give it all they got, then that's up to them. But you don't expect them to win or proceed or exceed at anything. You don't expect them to succeed. You expect them to just hopefully take the opportunity, but don't even expect that. Because that's an expectation you don't want to have to live. My name is Joe Huxley. This has been in the first segment, part one of the newest off the script podcast. It is unscripted off the cuff, as always. You can find off the script at brokenclockmedia.com. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and anywhere and everywhere else that you see podcasts, even Vimeo. Check us out. It is brokenclockmedia.com, and you can find small segments of this on Twitter and uh, TikTok, Snapchat, anywhere and everywhere that you uh, download content, especially Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget BC Media 2 or BC Media 2.0, Broken Clock Media 2.0, Suck This Media, um, what am I missing? doesn't really matter. Just go to brokenclockmedia.com. Uh, this has been part one. I've been really happy having this talk with you guys. I know we've gotten into a lot of uh, content with a very, um, seems like a very limited amount of time was given to us. So we have another part two coming up where I'm going to continue on to this. Uh, because part two, we're going to go into cryptocurrencies, investment strategies, and I'm going to be investing $15,000 tonight into a cryptocurrency investment strategy. 
and I'm going to discuss with you guys the do's and don'ts that I have been able to uh, come up with myself, but I don't know shit about what I'm doing, so I would love some help from you, the fans, the viewers, anybody else out there that knows what they're talking about, can please chime in and even come onto my podcast. I'd love to interview you before I hit spend, but chances are I'm going to hit it tonight, so I don't know how much time I have to really stop myself from what I'm doing, but perhaps help me find to it after the damage has been done so uh i do ask you guys to please tune in again part two is going to be coming up right after this i'm going to release part one first part two will be coming out this evening and we will get it done again brokenclockmedia.com you can find us broken clock media 2.0 on all of your social media platforms or suck this media for our comedy duo that is robert west and joe huxley and you can find everything in between at brokenclockmedia.com. Again, thank you guys. This is Off the Script, Unscripted, the official podcast of Broken Clock Media 2.0. And I will see you guys at part two coming soon.